The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Ring, the most important show about boxing, with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour, with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great, David Diaz. Welcome, welcome everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I'm your host, 1996 Olympian and former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing, MMA, or any sp- sport in general, you've tuned into the right show. Um, but hey, Larry, I want to introduce my, my, my guest. Larry, Larry, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Sorry that, uh, that I started a, a full-scale uh, scare when I told you I might not be on today. I know the fans out there probably <laughs> tuned out in droves if I wasn't going to be on. So uh, hopefully they hear about it and tune in late. But uh, I am here today and uh, really excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, I, I was starting to see people lining up in front of my house and already starting to uh, bring out their um, their signs and everything. But um, thank goodness uh, you're on board and we're ready to rock. Uh, we have uh, quite a few things we're going to discuss here today. Uh, we're going to discuss the, uh, the debut about NBC uh, Sports uh, putting out some fights for us, you know, in uh, the coming year, uh, discussing upcoming fights. And um, later on in the show, we are going to be talking with um, my friend Alex Rodriguez. He is the uh, brother of the late uh, Francisco Paco Rodriguez, who, um, as most people know, lost his life in the ring um, about two years ago. And um, he's gonna—he's got some exciting news that he's gonna discuss with us today uh, about what's going on through uh, his brother's um, unselfish uh, uh, gift. Uh, of of hope to to uh, a few people and some uh, something remarkable happened that uh he's going to share with us later on in in the show um so how, how was your christmas larry very good just uh i mean luckily we had a couple of a uh, couple of games chicago games that were on, <laughs> on on christmas day and got a chance to watch most of the the bulls game and uh, then got home and, and watched the bears game but i spent it with my in-laws and uh um, you know, hung out over at their house for a while. How about you? Oh man, brother, you know me. I mean, I have a a, a big family. Um, and actually, this this year, this Christmas was uh the first time my mother had spent uh, Christmas with us because usually she's in Mexico enjoying the the nice weather. Um, for, for the last two three years, she hasn't been here, and um, this year she was. She so we had I had two Christmases to to split my time in. I had a Christmas party at my brother's house where my mother was at and all my family and, and nieces and nephews were at. And then we had another one over here at my house with my wife's uh, family, which was, um, you know, um, how can I say this nicely? Um, not very entertaining, I can say. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't exciting at all. I actually would have preferred to have been at my, 
at my family's house with my brothers and sisters. But hey, my kids were here, so I had a good time with them. <laughs> so I, I remember a story a little bit ago, maybe four or five weeks ago, where you said that at your last get together, you you um, you got into it with your father-in-law and, and put him into a move that that he had to have surgery. How did that go? Now that that he was over at your house, was it? Uh, were, there, were there any you know contentions there or what? Oh, none whatsoever, man. He stayed definitely far away from me, or maybe I stayed away from him actually. So um, yeah, no, no, there was nothing there. He was all real good about it, and um, we we had a good time that that uh, and Christmas here, opening up gifts and everything. And I actually had Santa for my boys, so. Uh, it, it was a good time. Yeah, we but, appreciate um, the invite to your house too for Christmas. We just couldn't make it, so thanks for thanks for oh, the invite. You know, the invitation is always there and open for you guys to come along anytime. We don't have to invite you. You guys are more than welcome anytime. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, well, you know what? I'm looking. I'm looking forward to to uh, a new year, man. This is gonna be the last show of this year for uh, Outside the Ring. I know we've only been out for a short time, but. Um, it's 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 been it's been a blessing and it's been fun having you on the show as well and, and uh Matthew and um you know it's just been unreal how in such a short time you know this this show has uh taken place but um you know I I'm I'm blessed and and I feel uh happy and good things are going to come for us next year God willing and if I can, I just want to congratulate you. I know you. We talked about this in the beginning when when it was first going to happen, and and kind of the build up to it. And I just want to say you've done a great job of of hosting and uh, come a long way from from the first show. Oh man, thanks a lot, man. But uh, again, I couldn't do it without um without yeah. my wife um um yeah. and everybody who uh, has Claire. helped me uh going going through and um. <laughs> and yeah, yes, you too, Larry, man. Oh, me too. Oh. <laughs> you know, you've been a great friend and, um, and, uh, I'm blessed to, uh, to have, um, family and friends that, that have helped me out and given me encouragement. But enough of the talking, uh, about myself. Now we're going to talk about what I'm going to do tomorrow. Tomorrow I am going to attend the Blackhawks and Red Wings game. And, um, it's going to be an awesome game because this is uh, a rivalry that, in the hockey world, this is one of the best. So I'm going to be attending that um, tomorrow. Uh, we'll be there at the uh, Harris Bank Suite, I think it is. That that's that's where I'm going to be at, and um, we'll be enjoying that that game uh, tomorrow. And I will definitely give you guys an update of how it went. And um, I'll I'll be sending you some pictures, Larry. Yeah, I appreciate it. And if you happen to run into to Kenny Malinowski, he's a huge Red Wings fan, so he'll probably be there. Uh, make sure you punch him in the gut for me. <laughs> oh, definitely. I will do that. Well, um, we have for, for boxing, we have, uh, some honorable mentions. Uh, fighter of the year through ESPN's Dan Raphael. Um, he met, he, uh, gave the fighter of the year award to Andre Ward and very well deserved. This guy came into the Super Six two years ago and he was, uh, pretty much the only one that was, um, uh, not um, with the credentials to, to, to be in, in, in that, uh, tournament, but he pulled it out and ended up beating, uh, Paul Frock in the final. So, uh, big congratulations to Andre Ward. He was actually at my last fight. Uh, yeah, the one I had. Yeah, he did the commentary, yeah. right? Yeah, yes, he sure did. He sure did. And, um, I'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, also, uh, for round of the year, uh, again through ESPN's, uh, Dan Raphael. Uh, was, uh, the James Kirkland and Alfredo Angulo. I did not see that, but you were telling me 
And you were yeah. texting me and you were telling me, man, brother, you got to watch this fight. It's going to be a great fight. And it was it was a great round. I believe both of them uh, rocked each other in, in the first rounds. And um, it, it got the uh, round of the year. They you know, for, Either one of those guys could have got stopped in that fight in that first round. And it was a barn burner. I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I, yeah, you're right. I was texting you, turn it on, turn it on. Yeah. Man, what a, what a fight. Yeah, yeah. That, for a round of the year with your fight with Hank Lundy. Exactly. I believe we were mentioned about it. You know, it was it was a a, a great fight, and you know, it, the way it turned out, I guess uh, uh, it was better that they did it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you know that you know that the the big turning point of that fight was in that round when uh, unfortunately you got that that really bad cut and made yeah. you kind of uh, kind of throw caution to the wind and, and just go at it, and unfortunately got caught with something later on in a, in a different round, but. Um, if you would have kept that up, what you had going there, you would have definitely finished that that fight strong. Yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate that. But, you know, how they say I could have won the lotto, too. <laughs> you know, so that, 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 oh, and also um, for a prospect of the year, it goes to Gary Russell Jr. Uh, to be honest with you, I have not seen his fights or anything like that, but uh, he was given uh, the nod by Dan Raphael and, and let me tell you, Dan Raphael knows his uh, his boxing, so I'm pretty sure to keep uh, keep an eye out for this kid who's uh, uh, going to be uh, uh, coming up. Uh, I also want to touch on some sad news uh, about Kelly Pavlik. Um, he was arrested uh, at his homes at his home uh, after a neighbor a neighbor reported him uh, crashing into a telephone pole, and um, you know it's unfortunate that these things happen. Uh, Kelly Pavlik had, had just gone into, uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, completed two months of uh, alcoholism treatment, and uh, it, it, it's sad, and he's pe- pleading not guilty, and I want to wish him nothing but the best, man. I know he's probably dealing with some demons and stuff like that. I hope he can uh, overcome them, and uh, I wish him nothing but the best, man. That kid's uh, shown uh, what a, uh, a warrior he is in the ring, and I'm pretty sure he could win this fight um, outside the ring. And a really nice guy too. We had a chance to hang out with him after your fight in uh, in in Texas, and just um, what a, what a nice guy. Just hung out all night, you know. Uh, not not no ego, no nothing like that. He just uh, seemed like a really good guy. So I'm uh, I'm I got him in my thoughts as well. Yeah, definitely. We all should uh, and send send out a quick prayer for uh, for, for the man, and hopefully uh, things uh, brighten up for him. Um, I remember I was touching on this uh, the last show about the WBC having a, a, a meeting uh, about uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and Sergio Martinez meeting up and seeing if they were going to meet up. Well, they did have that meeting. They had a unanimous vote, and they said that uh, Julio Cesar Chavez and Sergio Martinez should meet up to decide who's going to be the champion. But in that same uh, meeting, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez called in that he wanted um, a, a voluntary uh, defense, you know, and um, he was granted that because Sergio Martinez as well has a fight later on that month as well in, in, in March. So they both uh, came to a conclusion that they would, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. will have a voluntary defense. And so will uh, Martinez and they will meet up. Uh, the winners of, of each bout will meet up at the end, at the end of, uh, of, of that thing. Also, uh, Amir Khan. Uh, I read on Fight News that he still feels that he can uh, he can beat Mayweather, that he can beat up on Mayweather on Money May. Uh, even though after his loss to 
to Peterson. I don't know. I don't know if he's got a. Uh, he's got to go beat um, Peterson first on, on my book for even for even him to even mention uh, Mayweather. Um, he he. I know a lot of people say even myself. Um, I was a little iffy uh, about the about the decision on that one, but still I believe that he has to go do uh, a fight with uh, uh, Lamont Peterson. And in that same breath, Lamont Peterson said he, he's going to knock him out this time. That he's going to knock out Amir Khan. I don't know if that if he's going to be able. I don't think he got that close to doing any kind of damage to Amir Khan in that fight. So it, it would definitely be nice to see. Uh, uh, that fight again before Amir Khan starts saying anything about Mayweather. Yeah, I look at it. I think Khan had an off night that night. Everybody has him. That's something. Maybe, maybe one point when we have a dead air, a dead point in the show. Uh, you know, in in the coming weeks, maybe you can talk to that too about just how it feels when you, nothing's going right for you in a fight. You know, you know you're better than yeah. than what you're showing, but uh, you know how do you how do you overcome that and how does that actually feel when you're in the middle of it? But that's what I think happened to him, and I think. Uh, you know, if they were to fight again, I think he'll he'll um, he'll definitely coast to an, uh, an easier win on Peterson. Yeah, I want to touch real quick on the Bears, Larry. My Bears, man. <laughs> Everything went south after a color got 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 uh, out of the game. So um, I just have to say, I definitely got to rebook and redo everything, bro. Uh, that's that's my my feel on it. Um, we're gonna be going. I want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to be uh, going to the next segment called The Outcome. Uh, we'll be taking your calls after the show and later on in the show, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What's the national pastime in the U.S. in the 21st century? Are you sure? Think again. Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest-growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN-acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports. 
You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. Yeah, all right. You're listening to Outside the Ring. This segment is the outcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we didn't have no outcome in retrospect to uh, fights because there was none this weekend. But what I do want to touch up on is um, NBC Sports. NBC Sports is uh, going to be coming out with uh, a January 20, uh, the January 21st uh, a show with uh, Fast Eddie Chambers, and he's going to be taking on former world heavyweight champion. Let me see if I get this right. Siari White Wolf Lakovic in uh, Chambers' hometown of Philly. So you know, um, this this is this is actually great for boxing because um, people don't have to pay uh, to watch uh, pay-per-view fights and and see some good fights on on NBC uh, um, um, fights on NBC and regular TV. So they can sit down on Saturday and and, and watch some watch some fights. Just like uh, ABC used to do it in Wild World of Sports a long time ago. So, um, you know, I, I think this is great for boxing. Um, we, we talked about this like last week or two weeks ago of, of how exciting that this, this could be depending on what the fights are, you know. And, and I don't know. I mean, I think that they have to get a better quality of fighter that somebody's going to care about. I mean, I don't know that anybody's going to care to watch Chambers against Lukovic, Um you know, I mean, I know it's the first one, and I'm sure, I'm sure being in the hometown, uh, you know, it'll be great, a, a great event on site. But I mean, if you didn't have this show, David, would you tune into that show just to see that fight? Um, yeah, actually, yeah, to see uh, Eddie Chambers, yeah, I definitely would because I think he's a he's a good a uh, good fighter, good heavyweight. Um, but um, Lakovich White Wolf, um, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's going to be like you said that. That that much of a competition, but I, you know, I, I could be wrong. I got uh, Eddie Chambers on this one, and um, just because I, I like the guy, so in uh, U.S., so <laughs> I think um, it, it would be a, a good a good fight, though. I definitely do think so. Um, and it's like I said, it's great for boxing. Even just I know some people say, well, it's not a good match or whatever, but at least they're getting it out there and hopefully getting it back into the mainstream media where. It, it could be uh, beneficial to uh, all the fighters. And like you said, Larry, yeah, they have to have comp- uh, competing fights. And the promoters cannot be scared of their guy losing. And they have to go out there and match them up with uh, good guys. Right. I, definitely yeah, I think, do think, I think so. in this case you have to have either a big-name heavyweight that's going to bring some fans in and people will be excited about and somebody who's exciting, or you got to go with the lighter weights of guys that are just going to make it a, a, a you know, a, a, a barn burner where it's just constant punching, you know. But I just think this is going to be the same thing that kind of kills us otherwise. Is It's going to be three rounds of, of a little bit of good action, and then the rest of it's going to be them leaning on each other. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll ho- hopefully it won't be, man. Let's, let's be optimistic about this, and hopefully it'll be good. And like I said, this is stuff that, um, you know, um, being back on NBC, I fought on NBC uh a few years back, and it was it was a great fight. We we put on a great show. Uh, me and my killer, killer uh, Guardado, uh, you know, and uh, we 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 did a, a good fight. Actually, uh, not a lot of people know, but that guy when he was in the amateurs, I, I knew him, 
And um, he was, I think, a, a 106 pounder. <laughs> so <laughs> he he ate himself up to, uh, uh, I believe, and at that time I was fighting a uh, junior welterweight, <laughs> 140. So you that know was he. Yeah, it sure was. It sure was. It was a great fight. We both went at each other. I thought I had him in one round, but you know, he he showed his heart and determination. Um, you know, Eric Morales was supposed to defend his his title, I believe, in 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 February or something. But since he was uh so no, I'm sorry, January. It was uh scheduled for January 28th. Now it's been uh rescheduled for March 24th. He's going to defend it against uh Danny uh Garcia. So, you know, he, uh, the reason for the delay, I mean, to, um, uh, p- uh, put it up uh, a couple months is because, uh, Eric Morales had gallbladder surgery. So he had to get that done and get all cleared up. And they're definitely going to have it just a couple of months later, which is, which is good for, uh, Danny, Danny Garcia and, uh, Eric Morales as well. I wish him nothing but the best. Um, now, now you, David, you fought Morales. When was that? That was, uh, 07, right? Yes, yes, oh seven, oh seven. It was a great fight, and um, yeah, that was a great fight to me. That was one of my favorites of your fights, just because of the atmosphere and, and the and just the nonstop action that happened. But uh, you know, I don't know. He took a, a lot of a lot of his shine came off after that fight to me with the way that, uh, that the post conference went. You know, when, yeah. when they were making excuses and that. So I, I mean, I like him. I I, I remember, geez, years and years being at your house watching those fights of of him against Pacquiao and. You know anybody that that he fought? How exciting the fights were! But uh, you know, did did that happen to you after that fight, or do you still find him to be you know the the Morales that you always followed? Yeah, no, I I, I definitely lost a lot of respect for him just because of uh, of that post uh, uh, conference. Uh, I mean, uh, fight. Um, I, I I did. I I just uh, I just thought he was better than that, yeah. and. Um, uh, it's sad in a sense. He wasn't my idol by any means, uh, stretch, but I just respected what he had done for boxing, you know. Yeah. But, um, if that's the way he is, then, um, you know. Oh, well, I just think there know. was more to it. When he was in the ring, he told you, great fight. We, you know, we did, yeah. we had a brawl, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, somebody must have got in his ear and, and, and pumped that up a little bit. Yeah, and I believe it was his dad, but, you yeah. know, I mean, I'm just going to stay away from it and, you know. The, but the best thing for me was that I, I get I got to fight at the Allstate Arena. Do you mind that uh, I when I first fought there, it was called the McCormick Plates. Uh, I mean, um, excuse me, the Rosemont Horizon, and um, I fought there for my first uh, Golden Glove tournament, and I won it. And I said uh, it would be awesome to come back here and put on a, a championship fight with me, either defending it or winning one. You know, so and and I got to realize a lot of dreams through boxing, and uh, I was blessed uh, to to fight in, in, in that arena. Um, also, I want to touch on the Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, he is going to fight um, a pound-for-pound pound fighter, and um, he's going to fight a three-time... Um, uh, excuse me, excuse me. He's going to fight uh, Rubio. He's going to be fighting <laughs> Rubio. Marco. Yeah, nah, not a pound-for-pound <laughs> pound fighter. But he's a, he's a number one contender for him. You know, so it's, it's going to be a good fight. They're going to be fighting in San Antonio. February 4th, and um, also on that card is going to be Nonito, the Filipino Flash, Donaire, and he will be taking on a, a, a good fighter, man. He's going to be taking on Wilfredo Vasquez Jr. Now, I don't know if you remember when uh, uh, Vasquez lost his title, he lost it to um, Arce. Uh, Arce. That was a good fight. 
I, I mean, I mean that kid, that kid uh, really showed some some heart and and courage and 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 um, real good bravery in that fight. I, I thought it was a good fight, so I believe that fight, uh, those two fights are are, are good uh, good fights for boxing coming up in in, in the in, in two months. So I really do think the, those fights are going to be good. Hey, let me ask you a question about your about um, the Vasquez fight. You you saw that fight, right? Yes, sir. When he fought Arce, so yeah. his dad threw in the towel, right? Right. His dad works right. in the corner. Yes. So, so do you think he threw it in early? Do you think there was more to it than like a trainer type uh, mentality? Do you think because it was his dad, he threw it in, or I mean, I, I think he, he was out on his feet, but I just don't know if that if that caused any uh, you know if that caused him to throw it in a little earlier, or, mm-hmm. or what your thoughts are on that. No, I thought I thought he did the right thing. Look at, um, had he not thrown in the the the, the towel. Um, I could really hurt the kid and yeah. that would have been it. Now in his dad doing that, his dad saved him from a brutal beating and look at him now. He's going to fight again for a world title, you know? So, I mean, it, it wasn't a bad decision on, on the father's side. I do still believe that, uh, a, a father should not, um, be in the corner because I believe some emotions get in there and don't know when to pull the plug. But sometimes you pull the plug too early. Sometimes you let in too much because you're like, no, my son can do this or I don't want to see my son get hurt. So it's a, it's a tough, tough act to, to do both. I, I say on the father, on the father's side, me being a father now, I, I don't know. I don't think I, I could do that. I could do that right now. You know, I, I, and I definitely don't want my kids fighting. So <laughs> I yeah. definitely won't be in that situation. So, but, um, um, it looks like Pacquiao will make his, uh, return in May or June. And the possible opponents, obviously, was uh, the 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 obvious one when when he last fought was Timothy Bradley, who was there against Casamayor, and he did what he had to do and beat Casamayor. Now Miguel Cotto, and would you see uh, four Juan Manuel Marquez and uh, Pacquiao four? Yeah, I, I think that's that's going to happen. And I, and I honestly, well, I don't know. I, I honestly think that Marquez will will beat him this time. Um, you know, I think that uh, Pacquiao would beat Cotto. Um, I think he'd beat him again, and I think uh, Bradley. I don't know that that he he has the stuff to beat Pacquiao. So I think the only dangerous fight out there for Pacquiao right now is well, obviously it's it, any of those fights. Uh, I would think that it would only be the uh, the Marquez fight, but the other one that I don't I don't see I don't know that'll be a rough fight would be the Martinez fight if that ever happens. Yeah, because um um. Yeah, and you know what, Freddie Roach on on another website, I was listening to him say that, that now that, now now Peterson Peterson might be also a possible opponent. That Freddie Roach is is, is throwing that out there that Peterson because maybe he sees that Juan Manuel Marquez might might be able to beat him, you know, on 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 on, on the four fight. So I, I don't know. I, I I definitely do think Juan Manuel Marquez deserves another shot just because. Uh, the way uh, he did that fight, so I don't know. I, I definitely do think uh, Mano Marcus should, Mano Marcus should should fight him. Cotto, uh, I mean, if if there's no, see for me, Cotto still dies out towards the end of the rounds, as I always seen that happen to him. His output is a lot less, and I, I think he would still beat Cotto. Um, and, um, he, cause he, he'll be too fast for Cotto, you know? So, um, I, I definitely do agree that, uh, Juan Manuel Marquez is the best, best option for, for him to, uh, to fight him, you know? And, um, Mayweather, 
I mean, Mayweather, he's got to go do his time and, and, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be able to, to fight Pacquiao and he should fight Pacquiao, man. I mean, if, if anybody's listening, have, have, uh, Mayweather, uh, you know, go over there and be like coming out the, out the joint and be like, yeah, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm tough now and I could do this. I've been to the pen. Maybe he wants to do it like that, you know, and, and come on. Style. Let's do it in, in uh, <laughs> Las Vegas State Prison. Yeah, penitentiary style. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. <laughs> you know, so um, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens with that and and uh have it have it done. Uh well Jermaine Taylor and Jesse uh Nicolo fight this weekend and Brock Lesnar and uh Alistar Overeem. So who will win? I don't know. we we're, we're gonna have to wait and see and we'll definitely tell you uh next time. So we're gonna be going to commercial break and we'll be talking next with my friend Alex Rodriguez. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to the Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. The revolution has begun with Jim and Trav. Listen this week as Randall Eaton, Shannon Young, Josh Fleming, and Joe Hosmer tell us why it's important to get our kids in the outdoors. Plus, Cat Daddy will have some catfishy tips, and Nick Rhodes has a new twist on wildlife management you'll want to hear. This is sponsored by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, you're listening to Outside the Ring, and this is our segment, The Fighter's Corner. And uh, we do have a fighter in, 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 in this corner today. Uh, this is my friend, uh, known him for a long time, and his name is uh, Alex Rodriguez. Uh, he is the, uh, the brother, the older brother of the late uh, Francisco Paco Rodriguez. How you doing, brother? 
I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? All right, pretty, pretty, pretty good, pretty good, man. First of all, I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show and uh, telling us a little bit about um, what you're doing and, and stuff like that. But I also want to introduce you to my friend Larry. Larry, say hello to uh, my friend uh, Alex. Hey, Alex, how you doing, man? Condolences on your brother, and I uh, was a big fan of his from uh, from the Chicago area. Yeah, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. You know, nice, nice to talk to you also. All right, brother. So. How's it going, man? Um, I know your family had a, a rough couple of years since the loss of uh, your brother Francisco. Uh, for those of you who don't know the story, Alex is the brother of Francisco Rodriguez, who was a professional fighter from Chicago, who lost his life due to a fight uh, that he took in, 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 in Philadelphia. Uh, he left behind his wife, his uh, baby daughter, his parents, and two older brothers, uh, niece and nephews, and a city that loved them. So, you know... Alex, you know, I have to ask you, you know, your family's always been involved in boxing. Is the love lost for the sport now? You know, I, I don't think the, the, the love for, for boxing would ever be lost. You know, I think it's, it's a sport that we grew up in it. My father did it. He's the one that taught us the sport. And honestly, if, if, if I would say we're going to turn our back on boxing now, it's like turning my own back on my own brother. So, no, you know, boxing would always be in it. In our lives, boxing would always be part of my life. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, as, as you know, uh, a while back, I started trying to train and <laughs> see to do this. But, you know, obviously, there's always priorities that come uh, along as a father. So, you know, trying to just keep busy with, with, with family and, well, and, and friends. Well, now that, now that you've mentioned that, that's, that was my next question. I mean, you put the gloves back on and you went back into the gym. How's and, um by you saying that other things have come up, I don't think you, you're you're at the gym a lot or what? What was the question there? Because you were telling me that you were starting to lose the weight, so I, I want to know if it's true or not. <laughs> I mean, I did. I did. I did drop twenty pounds in. in, in there you, you know, go. In, in five months, so uh, and I was close to my, you know, where my goal was at. But uh, like I said, obviously, other priorities take first place, and you know that's what I, I had to do. But hopefully, sooner, sooner, you know. Here in 2012, I'll be able to do, you know, at least one last fight, you know. Oh, okay. So that that, that that's what that's what's your goal. You want to do? Yeah. You want to get a? You want to get a fight in there? And uh, what made you? What made you get back into boxing? I, uh, you know, I, I I never left boxing. I was just never involved myself physically in the ring. But I always been around boxing. I love boxing. Um, and it's just it's one of them things that I want to you know, die wondering what if or I should have or be able to tell my kids or my grandkids a story. You know what? At the age of 36 years old, I still felt that I wanted to fight and I did it because it's what I wanted in my life and that's how I want to live my life. I don't want to live my life with no regrets. Oh, man. That, well, I mean, that that's good too. I mean, to 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 want to do something in, in the sense of uh, for yourself uh, that you don't feel no regrets in, in, in life. But I have to ask you, bro, and... um. You know how, how how does that make your parents your uh, parents feel about that? That you went, you're gonna go back into boxing, um, knowing that you 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 had not done it. I mean, you've been in the gym, but to actually really go compete as a professional now, um, what what do uh, what do your parents uh, feel about it? Well, my mom, I thought would be the hardest one to to try to talk and and kind of convince to 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 let her know that this was gonna do, it. and she was okay with it. She's like, you know, you're wow. old enough, you know what you want in life. And like I said, I thought it was going to be the hardest for her, losing the youngest son. Yeah. And she's like, you know, it's your life. You know what you want out of it. 
and go from there. Now, when I told my dad, which has been the person who has trained us all our lives, it was harder. It was difficult for him. And I'm like, mm. you know, and I pretty much told him, I am going to train. I'm going to see how it goes. If I drop the weight, I'm jumping in the ring. <laughs> he just looks at me. He's like, I asked him, would you coach me again? His first answer was, no, I can't. And I'm like, right. that's fine. I figure I ask you first before I go find the help somewhere else. So I started, you know, talking to Rita. Rita, me and Rita started working out. And then my dad is like, all right, I see you serious. I'm going to help out with the training. And so I started training between Rita and my dad for, for a few months. And like I said, mm-hmm. other priorities took over and kind of stopped the training. But we're coming back into it in 2012 and try to pick up where we left off. Oh, man. Well, then there you go, man. And getting in shape is one, one of the good things. Um, But um, I, I want you to tell us a little bit about Francisco, man. And uh, what made him decide to get into boxing, bro? Because I know he's the youngest of of, of the three of you guys. And um, oh, so, what made him what made him decide, you know, to to well, take it up? Well, you know, when we were kids, we uh, we didn't have a decision on on if we wanted to do boxing. Or not. That was the only option we had because of my dad. My dad always wanted to keep track of us, keep care of us, make sure we were out of trouble. So our options were either you come to the gym or you stay in the house. So. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go out, so we decided to start going to the gym. When Pac was born, he was just a little infant, you know, and my dad would bring him in the baby carrier to the gym, and we would take turns watching him. And he literally grew up around boxing. But he never took it seriously for, for a long time. Until he was like maybe 11 years old that he lost a fight that he thought he should have never lost. Took uh-huh. it serious, started, dedicated himself to it, and then started just fighting more and winning more. Started doing the, the the Golden Gloves, the Nationals, won the Nationals, and that's how we, you know, but he just decided, this is it. One of us, one of all three of us got to go pro for my dad. My dad <laughs> wanted to have a pro fighter. And uh-huh. obviously, as you know, David, as a fighter yourself, boxing, you need uh, you need the money to fund even your, your equipment, your, your, your stuff to train, you know, and we come from a very humble family, not a lot of money, so... Once I started working, started making money that I could afford to help my brother, that's what we did. We started just kind of helping Francisco not try to get a full-time job and just train. And if you want to do this, we were there to support him 100%. Wow. There you go, man. I mean, and you know, after, after the loss and everything, what you guys have done, an amazing job to uh, keep uh, Francisco's name alive. Alex, I mean... I know immediately after the loss, uh, the family made a selfless decision. Can you share with us uh, the process and the steps that led you guys to, uh, you and your family, to, to continue to give the gift of life or gift of hope, I believe it's called? Yeah, well, I mean, it's actually donate life. You know, that's the main foundation over the United States, but each state's got its own. But, you know, after they do Francisco's final test, and I'm in the room there, you know, looking at, the process it takes to go through someone and declare him brain dead and, you know, declare him dead to you, it, it's hard. And once they did that and, you know, they approached us like, you know, they were trying to see how the family was going and how we were going through, my parents, my sister-in-law, myself, um, I just decided to, you know, go through a lot of questions and at the final end, a uh, person from, you know, 
gift of life in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Asked us, we, we were interested in donating organs, and I just turned around and stopped, and I told Sonia, like, give me a minute, hear me out. I just want you to just listen to me for a second, and the final decision is yours. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, Francisco was a nice kid. Yes, it was. You know, he was a giving kid. Uh, he he would always do whatever it takes to, to help out other people and stuff like that. And he's just, I'm like, I don't think it would be fair to just let his heart stop. I think there's no point in letting that heart die. Um, I think we should let it continue on and see what happens with that heart. You just go from there. But the decision wow. is yours. She stops, looks at me and says, you know what? I want to make this a family decision. You know, could we, could you bring your parents into the room? We, we have a nice conversation. Obviously, I'm a little skeptical and bringing my parents into this because I don't know how they're going to react. This is something we don't talk about, especially right. in the Hispanic, Hispanic community. We, there's a lot of myths and beliefs that we think that is, you know, organization is wrong. Right. So I kind of prepare my parents from walking from my brother's room, which, you know, he's already declared that, walking them back to this conference room, trying to prepare my parents for this. And I tell them, this is what this conversation is going to be all about. You guys let me know if you guys want to be in it or not. You don't have to be there. You don't have to say nothing if you don't want to. You guys don't have to come. To my yeah. surprise, my mom, they're like, yeah, let's fine. Let's go. We'll talk about it. Wow. I walk into the room. I tell Sonia, I'm like, you know what? I kind of prepare my parents. I tell them what this is about, but I'm going to let you take over now. You finish telling them whatever you want to tell them or whatever you want to share with them. And Sonia says, you know, I want to donate Paco's organs. And I'm like, so my dad, they, they look at her, look at me, and my dad right away says, yes, it's fine. And I don't know if I ever told you, David, but my daughter, my two-and-a-half-year-old, soon-to-be three, actually, was only born with a kidney. Wow. And my dad stops and didn't think about nothing else and says, could we have a kidney for Alejandra? I'm like, you know what, she don't need it. She's fine now. But I know if she would have needed it, and Paco was the only one that could give it to her, he would have. Yeah. But in, in, in giving that and having that thought and in in, in, in your dad having that thought, how many people did, did, did Francisco end up saving, though, bro? You know, he ended up saving only five people because two of the recipients needed double organs. And right. one of them being my own uncle that needed a kidney back in Chicago, you know? Unreal, man. Unreal. Your own uncle. So I bet you now that... uh. You, you and your uncle, you guys all have even a tighter relationship with him. Um, how, how is that relationship now with your uncle? You know, we always had a, a good relationship, but, you know, after he got his surgery, we never, you know, I saw him a while back, and, you know, he looked very, very bad, you know? He, mm-hmm. You know, when people are going to dialysis, the cancer's kind of grayish, don't have no color to him. You know, it's like you're dying slowly. And after I saw him, after his his surgery and everything. We saw him a couple of weeks later. He had more life than I did. I'm like, you know, he's <laughs> better than I do, and he just went through a major surgery. And I'm like, you know, it's just the way life works. It wasn't time for me to go. It was time for him to continue on and, and do something better for now other people. And he's trying, you know, he's trying to promote the donate life, you know, organ donation, try to help people, you know, in behalf of Paco, you know, and that's what I'm trying to do now too. Hey, Alex, so we're going to keep you on for the next segment, brother. Stay on. All right, brother. Hey, 
Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. Uh, you're listening to Outside the Ring, and this is the championship round. And we're talking still about a champion, a champion in life, who is uh, Francisco Paco Rodriguez. His brother's here with us. And um, Alex, um, i got to mention that uh, your brother has, has given life uh, to, to five pe- uh, people, including your uncle, how we were talking in the, in the last segment. But also uh, something special out of is going to happen. Uh, to uh, with your brother, he's gonna be in the tournament of Rose Parade on January 22nd. In a sense, on a float of the gift of hope. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that for for us here? Yeah, you know, there's this. Um, he's actually gonna be his picture's gonna be featured on the Donate Life float at at the at Pasadena. Uh, you know, these are uh, people that have passed away and donated life and saved others. And uh, on behalf of my brother, I'm come. I have got you know flown out here to represent my brother. As you know, as the person he was, and you know, I'll be one of the riders on on the float representing wow. Francisco. And awesome. it's an honor to to do that for Francisco, and um, I'm happy to do that, and and I'm glad to do that. But it's a sweet and sour, you know. Uh, yes. I'm doing something for my brother, which I rather would have had him do it, you know. But exactly. I think this will be his championship belt that he always wanted, you know. Uh, like just like you said, a champion in life, you know. Um, and he won a championship belt that without taking a punch or giving a punch. And now a lot of people know about him, and hopefully a lot of people could follow his steps of trying to just help help others after your life. Hey, Alex, uh, i got a question for you. Um, we, we hear a lot about people dying for a lot of selfless uh, reasons, and uh, I think Paco is one of those people. Do you guys take a lot of um, pride in knowing that, his, that, that he died doing something that he loved? 
You know, yes, I, I, I'm actually, if I would be born again and they would tell me your youngest brother will die at the age of 25 if you guys continue boxing, I don't think we would change anything because not everybody gets to pass away doing what they love. And he loved boxing. And I think he's happy wherever he's at that, you know, he passed away doing the passion he had for boxing. Not everybody gets that. Unreal, man. And, and definitely it's something that uh, you should be proud of, uh, uh, Alex, uh, your brother, uh, getting uh, the recognition he's getting for, for being a true hero, a true champion, bro. In, 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 yeah. in saving people's life. And, you know, um, you work closely with the gift of hope. You, um, that's why you're out there. And, uh, what steps can people take to becoming a, a organ donor? What do they have to do if, if they get moved by, by us telling this story about Francisco and everything and they say, hey, I want to be an organ donor? What do they have to do? This is real easy. I mean, you know, you go get your, your license, your state ID, you can register there. You know, it's everything to the state of Illinois. And you can register online and get giftofhope.org, you know, go online. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, you know, not me as one of the volunteers, we go around to communities, you know, churches, events, you know, carnivals, whatever. And we always have a table to register people for free. This is nothing you have to pay for. It's free. And and if you don't want to do it, you don't want to register, you're still skeptical, try to get the education. Try to talk to your family members and just let them know, you know, if anything happened ever to me. And if there's something I could do to help another person, because you never know who your life is going to touch. It could be a, a little kid that, you know, just has a whole life ahead of them. They just need yes. something that you could help them with. Wow. And it's just the best. I think at the end, when it first happens, it's hard to deal with it. But after you, you meet the people that your brother has touched or your family has touched, it's, it, it helps. It heals. It, it helps you move and continue with life. Helps you value yeah. life. Well, man, you know, every time I have a guest here, I've always, I always ask them to give advice to to kids or, or to people that want to take up the sport. I know you lost uh, someone in, obviously, your brother <laughs> in boxing, um, and you still take up the sport boxing. What what advice would you give to anyone who's considering taking up the sport or someone who's already in it? You know, what what advice would you give to them? Well. The best thing to do with boxing is, is it's a good sport. Every sport, people get hurt and get injured. But at the end, is who you become. If you're humble, the physical challenges, the, the, the health you will be in, the shape you will be in, it's just a better rewarding than anything. And just keep yourself motivated, keep yourself humble, and just love life, regardless of where it takes you. I, I agree with you, brother. I agree with you uh, in that respect. Um, boxing, it is a good, a good uh, physical sport, and people that do it, uh, some people do it just to, to get in shape, and um, uh, it's a, it's a definitely a good sport. Francisco continues to be a hero, even though he he's gone from us right now. And um, you know, I, I just have that um, that last thought. The last time I seen Francisco and um, of how full of life he was, a good kid and everything. And uh, I wish nothing but the best for his for his daughter. And um, I hope um, she has all the support from, from everybody. Um, any closing thoughts you'd like to share with us, bro? You know, I think at the end, you know, life is too short. I just value it. Appreciate who we got around us and enjoy life. 
just live it to the fullest, help others. If we help others, I think this world will be in a different state. You know, we will be different. We won't be in so much problems. But, you know, just say thank you every day. Hug and kiss your family and wives and kids and love life. Definitely. I agree with you on that one, brother. I want to thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show and um, sharing um, Baco's story with us. Um, it's been an honor to have you on the show. And, um, again, I... Uh, I, I I I wish you guys nothing but the best. Your dad, your mom. I've known you guys for for a long time, and believe me, uh, Chicago, the city of Chicago, misses uh, 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 Paco, and um, we have him in our thoughts and our prayers every day. And what he's done for for the people that he saved, and should be an inspiration to everybody. Um, just to uh, f- follow a little bit of uh, what Francisco has done. I want to thank you again, Alex, for taking time out. I know you got a lot of stuff to do out there in in, in Pasadena and stuff like that. And um, I'll definitely be on looking um, looking for you on the float and looking for uh, Paco as well, brother. So you'll again, be able to, you'll definitely be able to spot me because I decided to ring Paco's belt. Oh, beautiful, beautiful! All right, man, brother. Well, I appreciate your time and uh, enjoy California. And um, spread uh, uh, Paco's uh, uh, great um, attributes that he's done and, and stuff. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you, brother. And thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You've always been like a brother to me, man. So thank you. Thank you to your staff. Thank you to your wife. Thanks All to right. everybody out there. And thanks for the support to my family. I appreciate it. It means a lot to us. All right, brother. Take care. God bless. Take care. Thank you. Take care. All right, guys, man. Now we've had that uh, little touching thing, man. Um, really, a tremendous things that Francisco has uh, has done for a lot of people. And um, I, I want to reflect a little bit on on, on the year uh, for myself as well. Um, I've had uh, a, a great opportunity to have uh, a lot of people come into my life. Obviously, my wife and and Larry, my kids, and um, you know, I've had two fights this year. One was good. The, the, the most recent, not so good, but, uh, the things that have come on afterwards have been amazing. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next year of having a, a great year. And, um, there will be a lot of things coming out of this show that I will be able to elaborate on next year. And, um, I also want to thank the, the people that I've met, um, these past couple of months. The first one I want to thank is uh, Matt Zapala, the money smart guy. Um, who's, second best who's, host on the show. <laughs> the second best host on the show. Uh, you know, I want to thank him for uh, for uh, for helping me and, and looking in, into the uh, the new year. And um, definitely want want to thank Marcus Nettles, my my, my friend who has uh, helped me out with 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 a lot of things. And definitely, definitely the lady who put all of this together. Kareen Lewis. Without you, this would not be possible. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, and that's it. And everybody will be looking for uh, 2012 to be a great year for Outside the Ring. I am your host, David Diaz. And I'll see you next year, Outside the Ring. Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week.